talk harness racing with gate speed as we always do on a Monday morning here on RSN Central and HRVs. Blake Redden joins us. Hello, Blake. Gareth, first of all, I need to say congratulations to you on an incredible weekend in New Zealand. Your coverage was outstanding. I really enjoyed it and brought something extra to the whole Inter-Dominion series. Uh, thank you, Blake. That's much appreciated. We're going to talk about the five points right now, the things that we learned. Number one, Sniper outguns his rivals and stamps, him, stamps himself as the best horse in the series. Unbeaten as a four-year-old, too tough in the final. He's a... He's a big horse with a big heart. He is, and um, I wouldn't mind getting your take on it after I sort of talk about it a little bit. I must say, personally, and this is just a personal thing, so don't hold it against me. No. He probably hasn't excited me the way that some horses over the weekend did. We'll speak about a couple of others shortly who I think were just dynamic and exciting and, and you can really pin your hopes to. The one thing I will say, though, is he is, as you say, a four-year-old. So to do what he do, he's, he's done is absolutely incredible, no doubt about it. He sat parked and, and monstered an inter-dominion field. Not many horses could do that, let yep. alone four-year-olds. So I'll give him his dues. I'll give him his credit. I don't know why, personally, though. I don't know. There's just something that's not quite yeah. as exciting as, as some other horses around for me. Black's a fake didn't excite me. He was a champion, but he's one of those horses that put himself into the race and he would outstay and grind away his rivals. Um, a horse like Om the Mighty Quinn excited me because he did what I thought was impossible on the racetrack and come from behind in those big Group 1 races, even off a slow speed. So, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from there, Blake, but I think I, the Sniper's got something, that third heat victory. Um, and I just said, well, he is the real deal because horses don't do what he did that night. No, that's true. That's true. And, you know, as as we've said all series, he, he couldn't have done any more. If you're rating his runs, as Jason Bonington has said through the, the last couple of weeks in each heat, he got a 10 out of 10 in all three heats, and he's got a 10 out of 10 in the final. Yeah. It makes me a little nervous that he looked tired at the finish. Max Shard was hunting him down, um, albeit off a soft troop, and, and the fixer from uh, back in the field, Cruz Bromac, they were all thereabouts. So, I mean, again, we'll speak about a horse a little later that sat parked, and I thought that's a dynamic win um, on the program, it was an ultimate sniper, but all he can do is win. And if he continues to win, as you say, uh, it doesn't matter whether you consider them exciting or whether they're winning by big margins or looking strong on the line. If they continue to win, that's uh, that does all the talking for them. Winterfell, too good in the ID19 and a clean sweep for the Purdens in the final. But was he lucky to get away with that? I'd, again, I'd love your take on um, what happened with Majestic Man. He was lucky. There's no doubt about it. He, he, uh, he again, similar to Ultimate Sniper, and I'm not being a negative Nelly, but he he was tired on the line. He'd had enough after having a nice trip um, in transit. Majestic Man, I don't know Brad Williamson. I'm sure he, he's a lovely kid, and um, he does a really good job. I don't know whether he lost concentration when he pulled the plugs on the corner or the yeah, horse I think, just... I think that was a mistake, Blake. I think if he had his time... Again, Brad Williamson, he, he would have waited to straighten that horse and then pull the plugs when the horse straightened up. He, he lost all momentum when he, when he made that move and the horse became unbalanced and then didn't want to go into the sprint lane. So I think if Brad had his time again, he's a, he's a great young driver, he would, have done, he would have done a few of those moves a little bit differently there in that Inter-Dominion trotting final. Yeah, and, and, and as as we've sort of alluded to, the horse sort of 
just moved outwards a little bit um, when he did that lost balance and then had to come back down to the inside. And, and you could see on the line he was as strong as anything Majestic Man, yeah. so that the, the loss of momentum is unfortunately cost him the race, you'd have to think in all honesty, but um, he's a good horse. He had a great series, and uh, with Phil Williamson, um, you know, Brad's going to get plenty of good trotters over the next 10, 15, 20 years, so he's not going to be, you know, short of a big race result, you wouldn't have thought, but that's just the way the cookie crumbled on the night. A couple of runs in behind, massive Metro, massive, um, pardon the pun, looked the winner probably at the 200. Valoria also looked like it was running into the race, so it was an exciting final. It was Probably the more exciting of the two finals, nearly in many ways. Uh, but Winterfell just kept bobbing in front. The, the best news for harness racing fans in this country regarding the trotters is Oscar Bonavina, that won a support race there on that night, will be coming to Melbourne. Now, he probably would have won the trotters into Dominion because he's that good. He's got that raw ability that might take him to different parts of the world and he might be taking out some of the biggest trotting races in the world. Mark Purden and Natalie Rasmussen just say that he's something out of the box. He's very, very special. And he's coming to Australia with a few of those trotters that competed in that Inter-Dominion final um, for the Great Southern Star, which is Victoria's number one trotting event. Utterly freakish, just quietly, Oscar Bonavita. And I think I, I did read a quote, I think, during the week of Nat saying he could be the best trotter we've ever seen. I, I, don't quote me on that, but I think that was that's what Nat said. So, yep. I mean, the way he just d- demolished them on Saturday night just screamed past mm. what was an inferior field to the Inter Dominion. But, um, yeah, he's uh, he's already shown it at a higher level what he can do. And uh, he, he could be, you know, you talk about all horses, paces and trotters uh, in, in Australasia. He could be the most, he probably is the most exciting horse we have. Point three, self-assured, circling after a stunning win on the undercut. I don't know if he beat much, but the way he did it was something else. He is the real deal. And if he turns up, I hope he comes to the Hunter Cup and then goes to Sydney for the Chariots of Miracle Mile. If he turns up for the Hunter Cup, I don't think they will be beating him. Uh, well, fun, funny you should say that, Gareth. I I had this brilliant idea to try and get Mark Purden on the program today. Unfortunately, he's just jumped on a plane heading back to the South Island. Yep. But I did chat to him for two or three minutes and I asked him about self-assured and he said they were going to sit down at the airport and have a bit of a, a chat about it when they got there where the horses would all go but certainly indicated that Melbourne was the preference for self-assured yep. at this early stage so that's exciting to have him at the Hunter Cup and, and as I said and as you've said this was at a lower level to the Inter-Dominion but just the visuals of the way he sat parked and he just had that that turn of foot to run away from his rivals I thought that was uh, as impressive a win on on the night, and we know what he did in Queensland, self-assured, and sort of the you know the trajectory he's on um, looks looks pretty incredible. It's just a matter of how quickly they get him there, and whether they target the Hunter Cup coming to Melbourne. You'd you'd have to assume they would, but um, yeah, he's um, he's something else, self-assured. He's a he's a really exciting horse. Yeah, I think the news will be confirmed tomorrow with the the All Stars where they go with their star-studded lineup. I think they might be even taking a few horses to Perth for the Fremantle and WA Pacing Cup. And then, of course, they've got a few horses to come to Melbourne. And then a horse like an ultimate sniper is heading just to Sydney to compete in the Chariots of Miracle Mile. Anyway, point four, ride high, wins again. But what do we make of his two wins since injury? Well, I just heard you speaking, Gareth, with uh, with Matt Nevitt about this. Yeah, I, I I wasn't impressed on Saturday. He got too tired. I don't know if he switched off or he got too tired there on the line, but he didn't have the greatest pack chasing him down, and he didn't fall in, but 
Well, he kind of did. Yeah, he wasn't like what I saw in New Zealand. He would have to improve a few meters to be competitive. And I know Clayton Tonkin talks him up as the best horse that he's nearly trained, and he's the horse that can really take them to the next level. Let's be frank here. Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin are wonderful trainers. Um, champion trainers, Breeders' Crown, Vic Breads, they've done it all in juvenile racing. But to be in the category of the Purdens and to rate them alongside a, a, of the All-Stars, they need to win these races, the Hunter Cups, the Miracle Miles, um, Grand Circuit events. They've failed to do that just yet. They've been close, like guaranteed. Poster Boy was placed last year in a Miracle Mile, but they're yet to do that. And this is a big test for them. And ride high is the horse that can take them to a new level for mine. Um, but what I've seen so far, mm, I don't know. He's yet to prove that to me yet. He's, he's yet to convince me just yet that he is the real deal. I'm, I'm going to disagree sl- slightly, and there's a couple of reasons for that. I don't think uh, Clayton would have had him screwed down for his second up, maybe even his yep. first up. I know it was a group two, the four- and five-year-old championship, but I, I'm sure coming off an injury he had something left in the tank and then a month between runs. The one thing that I really loved about his win on Saturday night, he showed elite gate speed uh, to get across the likes of Love and a Chevy and Rishi and do it so comfortably. Uh, that's that's a really good sign going forward. Look, Greg drove him to the race. He he was 15 metres in front at the top of the straight. He'd, he'd put a good gap on them. He didn't hold the margin another 10 metres and he would have lost the race, but that's, um you know, they, they pay on the winning post and yep. And that's the way it is. So I'm a little bit more forgiving of his two runs back in, potentially, than you are. But, uh, we, you know, he's a horse that's going to build through his preparation. I've got really high hopes. I sort of am happy to believe uh, that the Clayton Tonkin, Emma Stewart line of thinking that he's potentially the best horse they've yeah. ever trained. He's still got to do it, no doubt about it. But from what I've seen of him, I'm... If I was having a long-range bet in the Miracle Mile, it'd, it'd be him, I reckon. I hope, I hope he does do it for Victoria. And the Vicks make sure that they stop the domination from the All-Stars in these feature open-class races. What about Shockwave? Gets redemption with sustained speed, of course. He was first past the post in the McInerney Ford Classic four-year-old race, but lost that on protest, but won the Golden Nugget in, in fantastic style for Ryan Thoughts Bell. Thoughts on the protest? Um, yeah, upheld. You can't do what Aidan DeCampo did. You can't drift off half a... Um, half a straight, basically, and then and then think that you're going to keep the race. And every mm. steward should have a look at that and do the same. It's cheating. It's oh, an unfair yeah. advantage. You can't uh, take someone up uh, halfway up the track and then say, well, I, I deserve to win that race. Is, uh, so Go straight. De- Don't break the rules. <laughs> How, who are you to determine the horse on the outside, which never made contact... Uh, wasn't drifting out of its own well, volition. Who, you don't, who are you to decide? Well, I, well, I've just decided if the other horses went <laughs> straight and the other horse didn't have to be um, taken basically to the grandstand, then it wins. I know this is going to sound silly, but I I feel like it's almost on the prerogative of, of the driver of the second horse to, to straighten his mount and Well, he couldn't because sure the they... other horse was pushing him out wide. What Aiden DeCampo needs to do is just keep his horse straight and As... he wins. That's his job. When you've as got reins. As soon as there's contact, though, then I'm I'm all for it. No issue at all. But if you're going to allow your horse to also drift out, then, you know, I, and it's a, you don't want to put yourself in a dangerous position, but I would have thought you're better off to allow the contact yeah. to come, and that way you... Anyway, the protest was upheld, so um, your point is, is clearly the salient but point. 
you get a situation, Blake, in harness racing, if you do try and make contact, there's a strong possibility that you lock wheels. And if you lock yep. wheels, then yep. you're all buggered. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. So take that on board. But what we shouldn't um, do is is underrate this win of Shockwave because it, yeah. it was, an, from the outside of the second row to to sort of come three wide on the track the last 800,000 metres and, and the way he got to um, Patrick the Piranha, who was in front and had a nice enough run in front, I, I was really taken with that. I think he could be... I know Mighty Conqueror probably hasn't done you any favours. No, in the what last... a disgrace he is! Is an <laughs> embarrassment to my. He's made me look like a fool. Like, well, we'll just can... forget that. Yeah, we'll well, put that aside. I've got but... egg on my face there, but I can get I reckon... one wrong. Unlike Jason, he gets one wrong every week. <laughs> All you've got to do is double down and go with Shockwave, because to my mm. eye, and I probably don't watch Perth racing as closely as you, but I think he could be the next star out of Perth. I know he's only a four-year-old, but. And there's plenty of, you know, riches to target in Perth. So Ryan Bell might not be interested in bringing him across to the eastern coast of Australia. But, uh, I yeah, I've got a lot of time for this horse. I think he could be a pretty exciting he, horse going forward. He might be a chance to go to the Chariots because Kevin Jevons races horses in New South Wales. Of course, his owner. Um, and he's already in now into the Chariots. I think if you win the, the Golden Nugget, you get straight into the Chariots of Fire. So it'd be interesting to see where he does go, but he's a horse that's raced at two, three, and now four. As a two- and three-year-old, he was a good horse, but he wasn't a star in that age group. In fact, he had a tendency not to throw it in, but struggle to find the line. He's turned the corner as a four-year-old. He's improved out of sight, and hats off to a young trainer in Ryan Bell, who's worked alongside Gary Hall Sr. and some of the, and some of the other biggest stables in the West, and now he's kicking goals. Just quickly on the topic that we had a chat about before, Mark, before we, we let you go, is it bad for the sport that the All-Stars dominate like they have? Uh, my answer is no. I, I can, I'll can i willingly listen to both sides of the argument. Uh, ironically, I, I suspect their record in Australia isn't as good in the last 18 months yeah. as it was perhaps the three years before that, but... Um, look, as we've outlined, they've, they've clean swept the Inter Dominion series. I, I think it's something that people should should look at and, and want to sort of uh, attain yep. or you Try, know want to yeah. be want to get to that to be, level. Yeah. So um, look, it's uh, is it a bad thing? I say not. I can see why people lose hope sometimes and and think you know well we can't win big races when they've got horses in. But you know if you've got a nice horse, you're gonna you're gonna earn your your money anyway. So. That's sort of how it is. All right, mate. You're a star. We appreciate your time, as we always do, Blake. Thanks, Where's Gary. Jason? Uh, I think he's playing just, okay. just left New Zealand. There you go. Thank you, Blake. Mm. Thanks, Gareth. There's Blake Reddit and Gate Speed on this Monday.